Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, you are tuning into the AfterBuzz TV After Show for The Voice. Tonight we're going to be chatting about Season 13 Blind Auditions and the new coaches. Stay tuned, you don't want to miss it. To the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Hey, what's up, AfterBuzzers? You are tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV After Show for The Voice. We are here. We are back for season 13. There is so much to talk about. We have new coaches, new artists. It is going to be a lot of fun for season 13. I am your host. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everywhere at Danny Golub. Um, fellow co-hosts, where can they find you? We have all new faces this season, which is very exciting. Uh, starting down at the end, let's uh, let our fans know where they can see you know, chat with you online. Hey everyone, I'm Lena Nori, and you can find me all over the internet at Lena Nori, and I'm excited to be here. New judges and apparently a new panel. Yeah. Except yeah. for Danny. <laughs> yeah, I'm She's back. But, yeah. <laughs> We're all here. We're very excited. Yeah, no worries. Everyone like moved or like got new jobs, so congratulations <laughs> to all of them. Um, but you know, we're all here, so that's all that matters. Yes, I'm here, at least, yes. right? Hey guys, my name is Maitha Carrillo. You can find me on all social media platforms at Maitha Carrillo underscore. And I'm Russell Ray Silva. You guys can find me across all my handles that way. That's two S's, two L's. Don't do one. You'll get somewhere, I promise. Mm, definitely <laughs> I am. All right, so let's get into it. There's a lot to talk about. This is a very exciting season. Like, I already have some front runners in my head. Mm-hmm. And I feel like definitely. I can't even start talking about this season without talking about Jennifer Hudson. Because she is, like, giving me life right now. Yeah. She is owning this show, owning the stage. Like, I feel like if she doesn't win, I'm going to be confused because her team right now is stacked. It's... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, oh. No, I was just going to say, like, before I first started watching yesterday, I was, like, a little bit apprehensive just because I thought she was going to take over so much. And then I watched it yesterday's, and I was like, oh, that wasn't too bad, but you got to see a lot more of her personality come out, for sure. I loved her personality, and... It's funny, when you're watching her facial expressions, like, without even having looked at who's singing, she's so into it. Like, she's so into the music. She actually starts singing at some points. Mm -hmm. And I think my favorite part about her is she's kind of, like, leading by example. She kind of gives her input, coaches them a little bit, teaches them a little bit, even before they pick her. And in some cases, Mm -hmm. she doesn't get picked. Mm -hmm. But then there was the one situation where she ended up changing their mind. So, I mean, it goes both ways with her. Totally. I love the, I love the book and the shoe throws all the way oh, around yeah. the board. It just, like, takes me back home. And it's like, she picked up her shoe, she said, mm yes, 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 today, because if you're saying no, 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 it's almost like saying yes. Yeah. Because yeah. someone's so good. So, that excites me about Jennifer Hudson. What they didn't bring up on this episode, which I don't know if they're even going to address at all, but Jennifer Hudson actually won The Voice UK mm-hmm. last season, and she mm-hmm. was, like, the first female coach to win it. So... I don't know if that will be brought up on the U.S. voice, but I think it's definitely a testament to her ability in this format, and I'm excited to see what she can bring to this stage, because I think it's going to be good. And that explains why she's so confident. She's utterly confident in there. Yeah, some coaches show up, and they're new, and they, like, don't really know the dynamic. She showed up, and she's like, no, this is my house. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so let's get into some of these artists. Um, 
The first one I want to talk about is Ezra Tuolo. He's originally from Hawaii, mm-hmm. but moved to Minnesota. And he was a pro football player. He's 48 years old now. And he sang Rise Up. And I really, oh. really connected with him and loved his performance. I thought he was a really special artist. And I loved that, like, I, when he chose his coach, they played the NFL, like, <laughs> theme song. Um, he ended up choosing Team Blake. What did you guys think of him? I'm surprised he picked Team Blake, to be yeah. honest. And that, not for any other reason, is just because, you know, he wasn't, he was the last one to actually, like, turn around for him. Yeah. And I'm not saying that if the judge turns for you first, you should automatically pick them. Right. But mm-hmm. it was, like, right at the tail end. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like there was other judges that were definitely more into his performance. Mm-hmm. But Jennifer Hudson's face was classic. When she turns around and she sees, like, this giant, like, football player Hawaiian <laughs> guy, she's like... What on earth is this? So I think, I think, that I think was it was Adam moment. that said, like, I could tell you were a big guy. Or yeah, something. he <laughs> said it in his voice. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I can tell. Like, he was like, I had this image in my head, and I can tell that it was just a big guy. I actually wanted him to go with Blake. I thought mm. Blake was a better pick. I mean, I get it. His vocals were more, like, gearing more towards, like, J-Hud. But I was excited for him to choose Blake. I'm excited to see what else he's going to come up with. So what would you guys think if he made it all the way and he won this? So not only would he have won the Super Bowl, oh, yeah. but then he wins the Does voice. Does he get, like, another ring? He should. <laughs> he gets, it like... A trophy. The, yeah. The trophy. Yeah. So it's, were you guys all be a huge fan of his voice? I thought there was better contestants for I do sure. Think, oh, I definitely. do think there yeah, are yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think that he's going to go far just because he has that, like, kind of different thing about him. Like, there was um, a professional football player that was on America's Got Talent, and he was a magician, and he went far just because, like, people loved that about him. You saw a different side of him. Like, you saw Mm. that he was singing the national anthem at the football games. Like, kind of humanizes some of these NFL players that just seem like these, like, big, scary men. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I thought that that was kind of cool. I eat protein. Yeah. (laughs) I I, like, eat protein powder for... I think it's going to be more of his story than anything else. True. Because he has a good story. He has full-grown kids, and then he has his coming-out story on top Mm -hmm. of being a, like, national championship in football league. Yeah, and I, I what I try to do with these singers, which is so hard, which I do with, like, all the reality competition shows, is, like, try not to let the story influence the voice. Because, I agree. Like, you know, you it's, it's so hard, but I yeah. almost wish they did, and they actually did it with um, the last woman who was up tonight, Ashlyn Craft. You actually just saw her sing, and then they were like, so what's your name? What's your story? Which, yeah. that actually I prefer, because I like going in without any, you know, like, premeditated thoughts about them. Yeah. I like to, like, just kind of... Close my eyes and listen to the voice the same way the coaches do. But, you know. Well, that's, 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 that's the whole point of the show, the voice. I know, it is. Yeah. Um, speaking of the voice, we have to talk about Lucas Holiday. He was, like, bagging groceries before this. Oh, he, my God. Frazier. He was my favorite of, of the night. Yes. He sang Woman's Work. Yes. And that song, Maxwell. like, mm. makes me cry every time I hear it. It's, yeah. like, they danced to it on So You Think You Can Dance years ago. And, like, I sobbed. And so now I just, like, have that image from this song <laughs> in my head. But, yeah. It is so good. He was your favorite of the night? Yes, he was my favorite of the night because, I mean, his voice was so immaculate. And then and when high. the judges... And high. Soprano. You would never think. And so when the judges turned around, their faces literally were shocked. I think they were more shocked than... Uh, the football contestant. Yeah. Um, I thought they said he looked like Frazier. Yeah, yeah I said he looked like, like, right. like Frazier. So I was just like, whoa, this guy's got such a powerful voice. I mean, he doesn't have the image for it, but... But that's the point of the show, in my opinion. And he ended up choosing J-Hud, which, yeah. you know, I think that she will be able to work with him and coach mm-hmm. him in a way that's going to, like, really bring him out of his shell even further. Their duo was amazing. Yeah. When they were singing back and forth with each other, like, mm-hmm. that boy has a lot of soul. 
I'm surprised it took the judges so long to turn around, and then also that not all the judges turned around. Mm-hmm. I thought he was one of the best. Yeah, I actually agree. For sure. I was shocked mm-hmm. to not see that be a four chair turn. But so many times in the past, there are artists, and you like think the four chair turns are the people that are going to win it. But like you look back, and yes, there are like the Jordan Smiths and the Allison Porters who had the four chair turns, and they were kind of shoo ins as winners from the beginning. But like. There have been a couple people, like Jeffrey Austin, for example, from season, I think, nine. He was on Team Gwen, and she was the only one that turned around from him. And he was in the top four, like, and he's still super successful as an artist. Nice. And we actually had him in here last uh, last season or the season before. But, yeah, so it's crazy. I don't think that having a four-chair turn is, like, really a an answer as to with, whether or not that person is the best. Because yeah. people are looking for different things for their team. Mm-hmm. And if they already have someone that kind of sounds like him, then maybe they were just going to, like not turn because they didn't want two of the same. I don't know. But he for sure had the most unique voice. I agree. In my opinion. I mean, I was hitting my own personal oh, one. Oh, that boy had pipes. Yeah. He had pipes for days. Really you, um, guys, you guys think there's a part of them that maybe plans that? Like, they both, like, they all hesitate on purpose to kind of, like, keep us anticipating? Yeah. And I, and I wonder how I much not. of this is edited in the chronological order. Because at a certain point with blind auditions, teams start to fill... Um, like, I know we're only in the first week of this, but, like, I don't know if this was actually from the first day of shooting. Yeah. You know, they could put the same outfit on every day. and it's You know what true, I mean? So, yeah. so part of me wonders if there's any TV magic involved. Like, if someone like him maybe was more towards the end and other people's teams were full and they just kind of made it look I, like Yeah, I think the they totally did that. That could yeah. be possible because, yeah. like, I was shocked to not see it be a four-chair turn, but, like, happy he's on a team, no complaints right. here. I'm excited to he see him go all the way. Yeah. Because some people don't make it. So speaking of people who don't make it, I I have to talk about Odysseus. Mm -hmm. Um, He came back for, yeah, from season three, now ten seasons later. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I think he's only 20 years old. He's 20. um, Unfortunately, didn't make it through. And usually when they have someone come back, they show them making it through. This was definitely a different perspective. I was bummed to see it, but like, I hope he doesn't give up on music. I really hope he doesn't, because... He wasn't bad. It just I think maybe it was a poor song choice, and they did say he was like dancing too much, right? And so maybe that distracted their singing ability. Mm-hmm. He definitely had like whole package as far as like his look, mm, yeah. But I felt like yeah, you can hear it, the cracks on his voice as he was dancing. He was being more of an entertainer mm-hmm. than focusing on his vocals, which is the whole point of the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, but that was heartbreaking for me personally because I was really hoping it was like at the edge of my couch. Like I really hope he makes it, and he just. He didn't. But hopefully he comes back, like, next season? I don't know. I don't think... No. No? I, I wouldn't want to see him again. Why? He was, Third too, time's he was just not way too weak. It just... His it just, voice? He... I, I, he, I could see that he grew as a person from when they did the flashback. Yeah. But it's like, you really need to keen in on that one thing that you're trying to use as a tool, and that's your voice. Yeah. And he has... I don't think he's focused on that. Mm-hmm. It was it was everywhere. His, like they said, he was over-embellishing on the notes. Mm-hmm. When you're there to hit a note, you're there to hit a note. Yeah. You know what I mean? You that's how it's supposed it. to go down. And he didn't sure. do that. He just didn't deliver. When you're going on a show like The Voice, especially that focuses on the fact that it's not about your overall look, your danceability, your stage presence, mm-hmm. you better have The Voice. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he had The Voice. I just, I feel so bad saying that because he looks so sad. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like his dreams were crushed like in that moment. And of course, it doesn't mean he can't have a career in music. Maybe just not yeah. winning on The Voice, but mm-hmm. 
He looked really sad. I felt really bad when I was watching that. I know. When you watch the people don't make it through, you know, it really is heartbreaking. And the show does such a good job at, like, being positive. And they call the judges coaches, and they call the contestants artists. And, like, I really think they don't put people down. I mean, I know, like, American Idol in the past was known for, you know, like, making fun (laughs) of some of the really bad ones. The Voice, I love that they don't do that. But it's still heartbreaking to see, you know. But you like watching the ones they make fun of, though. Yeah, those ones are fun, too. But, like, I I do prefer the Voice format, where, like, they're pretty supportive of each other. Um, one that like was super buzzy. Everyone was talking about it. Was trending on YouTube. Dave Crosby saying, "I will follow you into the dark." He ended up choosing Team Adam, but I knew I recognized him from somewhere. Mm-hmm. He went viral with his daughter Claire, I believe. I She's died. four years old. She's cute. They got her up there, and she's saying, you got a friend in me, oh, I think. Yeah. That melted my heart. Oh, my God. And, like, literally the internet as well, like, yeah. went wild. He is going to go far in the show because they're going to keep bringing her around, mm-hmm. and little kids sell. And, like, I was wondering where I knew him from when I saw him come out. Like, when I saw his face, I was like, I know that face, and now I know it's because of the YouTube videos, so. That little girl got some pipe style. She does. She yes. hit. Yes. Almost everything. Miley was like, I want her. Yeah. Yeah. And confidence to be four years old, come out on a stage like that and And just own it. And she wasn't like. Once once. I know. When I was four, I feel like I was like hiding behind my mom. Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question, though. I think it's interesting because I was watching that and I have a niece and nephew. They're not that young, but I was very emotional at that point just because when you see such a young child like have a talent and like embrace it, it was so beautiful. But the show is about the person with the voice, not about the family. The well, daughter. that's what I mean with the and story. And I thought it was, a, I, honestly, I thought it was a little bit unfair because me, like, I want to vote for him just because of Claire. Yeah. But it's not about Claire, it's about Dave. That's, yeah, that's, saw Claire, and is that fair? That's to my point that I made earlier that, like, gosh, I sometimes wish I could just, like, hear the voices. And, you know, occasionally what I do is, like, I'll watch them on YouTube first. And, like, when you watch them on YouTube, you actually don't get the full story. And then I'll watch the episode because I, like, want to see all the banter between the coaches. But, like, when you watch and listen on YouTube, you just get the song and the and the coach's response. And so sometimes I do that when I'm watching The Voice just because I'm like, well... I wonder if I would really like them as much if I didn't know that they had just survived a car accident or they have a cute mm-hmm. daughter yeah. or they lost their job, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, but, but that's I, TV. Yeah. So. I do feel like he has some potential because the judges did turn around and they saw it in him. But yeah, like you said, it is like another addition having Claire, like his daughter there. And he chose Adam, which I wasn't surprised by, not only because of sound, but because Adam then related, like, yeah. I have a daughter. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're done. <laughs> we're done here. Um, Everyone's got a daughter. You've got a daughter. <laughs> You've got a daughter. <laughs> Yeah, literally. Um, I mean, does anybody have a daughter? I don't think you have no. a daughter. <laughs> I was like, I don't have a daughter. Do you either. have a daughter? Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got a niece. That's about as far as... I have, I have a, a niece, dog. too. I We're can't like, even take care of myself, too, yeah. let alone a dog. Yeah. I can't even take care of a dog. No. Um, yeah, so he was great, but we'll see where he goes. Um, another one that I have to bring up is Cheyenne Jones. She sang Drown in My Own Tears. Jennifer Hudson literally hit the button yeah. right away. She's like one. The first reaction. She's only 15 years old. She's from Kentucky. I feel like she's going to be a name that's going to kind of go throughout. She didn't get a four-chair turn, but I think she's going to go far because she is, like, unique and powerful and young. And the young ones, they are so malleable and so impressionable and such quick learners that I feel like they go far. Like, Emily Ann Roberts went super far. She was, like, the same age at the time, and she ended up getting second place, so. I'm just, I'm nervous for her her age, and I know this is, like, 
not the best thing to say, but when you have a young artist, I hope she learns and enjoys this whole process mm. and learns how to really find herself and connect with who she is as a person so yeah. that she's comfortable when she gets thrusted into that limelight because it's going to happen. Yeah, the, it's kid, already there. the kids are always on the show. Like last season, you had Aaliyah and Quiz, and Aaliyah was 15, Quiz was 13. Like, mm-hmm. So they definitely get kids on the show, and I think they do a good job at nurturing them. But yeah, it is a, an intense, high pressure mm-hmm. environment. They're all also still going to school. People don't always know that, but behind the scenes, like they're working all day on set and then they're like sitting with a teacher in a classroom right. like they have all the kids together so they're working harder than all the adults yeah she's yeah. 15 she's really young. in high school I mean what yeah. is that freshman sophomore year I don't it's know freshman I thought the youngest one. I like the fact that Jennifer turned her chair. She said it was the quickest she's ever turned her chair even though I think I did think that Cheyenne was a little bit nervous but um, going back on what Danny said about the girls being so young I mean not to talk about another show but America's Got Talent that just ended oh. and they were actually advertising the voice during the show the final two contestants were both eight-year-old girls. Young, oh it was yeah, it was yeah. a twelve-year-old singer and an eight-year-old yeah. singer or nine-year-old singer. Like yeah. they, that stuff does really well on you know social. Like everyone loves yeah. that stuff on the internet. They get them young, but also like it's impressive. <laughs> get them young. It's, I mean, NBC knows how to get young talent, but yeah, it's a, <laughs> it is impressive when you can see a kid that can hold their own with you know someone like you know, a 54-year-old on the show, too, like, mm-hmm. who's had years and years of training. Right. Both are equally impressive, but it, I think people love to see a young talent be successful. Yeah. So, yeah, it was exciting to see. Um, another one we have to talk about was Mitchell Lee. He's saying, hold my hand, and he is um, 29 years old. He gave me, <gasps> oh. like, he gave me, like, Thomas Rhett, Sam Hunt vibes. He chose Team yes. Blake, duh. He's yeah. so <laughs> cute. Oh, my gosh, I was like... Call me Mitchell. He is so um, cute. So cute. Yeah. So cute. So I think he'll go far. Like Mitchell, I, call Danny, please. Call me, please. <laughs> Maybe we can like get him on the show. And um, then next year, you're going to be gone from the after show because you're going to be married. <laughs> oh, married to Mitchell. No, to um, Mitchell. He, um, he reminds Lee. me of, of Zach, Zach Sebo from a couple seasons ago who was like a young, cute artist. They like... Another reason why people go far in this competition, like, obviously not everyone from tonight can make it to the top ten, but, like, I feel like we have a lot of good ones tonight that are going to go far for a variety of reasons. Him, not only because his talent, but because he's absolutely adorable, which is not what the show's about, but, hey, I'll give it to I think Danny sounds biased. I'm biased. Danny, let's move on from Mitchell. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Future Lee. Mrs. Lee. Lee. Yeah. Anyway. Do you guys ever wonder, though, do you ever wonder if The Voice started out as The Voice, the podcast? What, oh. How the results would have so skewed. interesting because you wouldn't be able to see how cute he is. Mm. Yeah, no, maybe he wouldn't win. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but he is so very. <laughs> no, he would. No, I he has a great no, voice. It's actually, great voice. That is actually. a great, great idea for a podcast. Underratedly, yeah. you should mm-hmm. pitch that to NBC. Call him. <laughs> I, I like those more unique voices, like the, um, like the more. I don't know like, the exact terminology for like that rustic, like more. Not your high pitch. Like, I liked Fraser's voice a lot. I called him Fraser. Wow. <laughs> Lucas. I Lucas. Like Luke. yeah. No, we'll go with nicknames. Yeah. yeah. I like Luke's voice a lot. I can't believe I called him Fraser. That's so messed up. <laughs> I like Luke's voice a lot because it's, like, so unique and it's high pitch. But it's really, like, those deeper, like, I liked Matt's voice better. Like, that's my cup of tea. That's what I want to listen to when I'm, totally. you know, yeah. at the gym or just listening to music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like driving in the car. But I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that they ask him like, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? And he was like, I would be a dentist. So, and so Jay had made that whole compliment. Like she was like, oh wow, you want to be my dentist? <laughs> like she threw it out there. I thought that was really cute. Yeah, yeah, it was cute. So we'll see. I'm, I'm excited to see what, what else he can do. Um, excited for him to be on Team Blake. I think that's like where he belongs, which is mm-hmm. awesome. Um, another exciting artist. Like I'm just gonna throw this out there to the viewers. I'm going to do my best, and we're all going to do our best to get through all of these acts. There are so many yeah, right now with blind auditions, yeah. so like we're going to try our best to get through like at least Monday nights, maybe a couple from Tuesday highlights if we miss any. We're not forgetting about them. We'll maybe try to bring them up next week as well. Like The way that this show works in the beginning is there's like four hours of TV you have mm-hmm. to cover in like one after show, so we're going to like talk highlights if we missed your favorite. Comment it. We'll make sure we'll talk it next week. Yeah. Uh, we we have not forgotten. We watch them. It's just it's a lot. Um, <laughs> give us a break. Anyway, um, up next is Chris Weaver, who I cannot forget to talk about. He sang "Try a Little Tenderness." Um, he is a drag queen on the oh, side, yeah. which yeah. I love. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam literally hit his button right away for this one. I love when they do that because I'm just like. Uh, maybe I have, like, no musicality and no music. I'm like, what the heck did he just hear? Like, obviously he's good, but I'm like, how do you know that that's better than, like, the other guy? I don't know. Maybe I just don't have the ear for it, but they obviously do because yeah. they're professionals. Um, but he ended up choosing Jennifer Hudson, which, uh, you know, again, her team is stacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All four judges turned around for him. Yeah, four judges. Through books and clothes and everything they was wanted thrown. Him. Yeah, they wanted <laughs> Which I'm sure as, like, a drag queen he's uh, used to shoes and whatever he's like living for it dollars yeah he'll take it yeah he was the first one out too so that was a great first uh, person to go up and and give a shot out and just Mm -hmm. I have to say I like the fact that he has that story you know he's kind of like a walking contradiction he's like church boy by day and then like drag by night and everybody has a story you know the father died of cancer or they have had challenges or the girl that had to get sent home back to home to Indonesia, mm-hmm. like Maya. I'm gonna say her name short because that was a pretty Maharisi. Maharisi, yeah, yeah. She's Maharasi. saying, "Tell me something good." Maharasi. She has glam, also. But yeah, everyone has such a beautiful story. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it, it's like what Danny said. Do we want to hear the story or do you want to like hear the voice? Yeah. But still, you want to you want to champion the people that have gone through the struggle. Yeah. And I feel like I'm really happy for Chris because he's finally come to a crossroads where. He knows who he is, and you can hear it in his voice. He's very powerful. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think the toughest part about this show is to let go of falling in love with a person's story. We've been trained so much on that as a society. You fall in love with not in technically who the person is, because they could be the brokest person in the whole entire world, (laughs) but their story alone, it was like, oh, I was a doctor, and then I, you know, I blah, 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 became bankrupt, and then I became back a doctor, and it's like, yeah, that's good for you. And so that's the roughest part of the show, is trying to decipher what's really relevant to the competition. Yeah. I feel like after some time, though, we kind of forget, I hope, a little bit about their story and just focus a lot more on their voice um, because I feel like that's all they're going to be focusing on and the judges and how they're coaching. And yeah. So I'm hoping that we can just kind of derail from that. You know, <laughs> yeah, the, way, the, the, the way that the show works with voting when it comes down to it, like when it becomes in America's hands and not just the coaches' hands, like, you have to want to buy their song on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And that's how the voice works. Like, yes, you vote, and you can, like, vote on the app, and you can vote online. But, like, their votes get multiplied by 10 if they're in the top 10 on iTunes. And so you really have to love the artist enough not to care about their family, where they're from, what their background <laughs> yeah. is. You have to want to listen to their song right. on repeat in the car when you already have that song. Like, the reality is, is, like, they're all doing covers on this show. And so I already have, you know... 
radioactive on my phone. Yeah. But do I also want Janice Freeman's version of radioactive? Like, do they make it different enough, unique enough for me to want to buy their right. version? Like, that's mm-hmm. what has to set you apart on this show, which is why I think eventually it does become more about that. But with the blind auditions, obviously, your yeah. heartstrings are just being yeah. down, So I'm kind of torn on that topic. I feel like it is their story that makes you appreciate their voice. Like, look mm-hmm. at Adele. You know how many people said after her album, now she's happily married with a kid? They're like, so what are you going to sing about? But Adele, when she sings, we feel the pain from the breakup and being cheated on. So it's kind of like, it's not more about the story. It's kind of the story is what explains to us that sound, mm-hmm. like the yeah, emotion like, can, that comes out. I think, I think well, it also depends, like, can you tell that story yeah, with your voice? Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it is. You have to tell the story with your voice, regardless if you did go it or not go through certain situations. No, that's a good artist. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, because you're vocalizing the pain or the struggle or the happiness, sadness, whatever it is, of another person. Mm-hmm. So you're translating that into your mm-hmm. voice, which is a gift. Yeah, not everybody could do that. It is. And I, and I think, like, someone like Jordan Smith from this show who won um, a couple of seasons ago is a perfect example of that. Like, he was, like, you know, overweight and he was bullied and he wasn't, you know, treated the way he wanted to be yeah. treated and had this powerful voice and used it to, like, literally slay yeah. the show. Like, had winning performance after winning performance, had number one on the iTunes mm-hmm. the whole time through and won the show and has been super successful since. So Get it's it. like, yep. who's got the last laugh now? Jordan <laughs> Smith does. Mm-hmm. Um... Anyway, I mentioned briefly Janice Freeman saying Radioactive, and she sang, like, the soul version of it, and I love when they could take a song and really make it their own, because like I said, with these artists, we hear so many covers on shows like this, American Idol, America's Got Talent, like, you have to be able to set yourself apart, and when you're singing songs by artists like Adele, or like, I don't know, Freddie Mercury, like, you're never gonna sing it as good as them, maybe, but, like, can you make it your own Mm -hmm. and do it in a way that's yours and unique? That's when I think these people on shows like this are successful, and I think that Janice is a perfect example of that. I agree. I think so, too. She chose Team Miley, um, which I think they're going to be such a good fit together. I think so, too. I think that Miley's going to have a lot of fun with her, and I think that they're really going to vibe and make some cool music choices. Mm -hmm. It's a different genre for her, so that should be a good mixture. See her potential. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Excited for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to talk about someone from tonight's episode, um, Tuesday nights, uh, Ashland Craft. She's saying, You are my sunshine. She's 21 years old from South Carolina. Oh my gosh, she's my favorite oh, so far. Yeah. So I've like recently adopted country music into my life. It's like, kind of a new <laughs> thing for me. Like I was super not into it. And now, like Sam Hunt and like Thomas Fred, I'm into like pop country, okay? Mm-hmm. Like Marin Morris, I can deal with. But like, she is it. She's like what I wanted. She's what I've been looking for in country music. And like, she did You Are My Sunshine, which is one of my favorite songs of yeah. all time, and did exactly what I just said, made it her own. I love her. I, like, want her on my team. I was spinning my own chair around. She had <laughs> the full look, the full package, yes. like, Kelsey Ballerini, Carrie Underwood, give me life. Yeah. Thought she was going to choose Blake. Stoked no. she chose Miley. Me too. Let's see. It's such an unexpected song choice, but I love that. Yeah. Like, You Are My Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I, Heartbreaking. Like I sing that to my niece and nephew, and I'm oh. you know what I'm saying. It's so like sweet. a cat dying if I sing. Same. Yeah. Maybe we're all just like super unqualified. Do any of you guys sing? Yeah. Yes. You sing? Oh, okay. <laughs> you do? No, I don't. Okay, great. So maybe you can like like be the our voice of reason here when I start saying things like <laughs> that. The tone was like really pitchy. No, I, I don't. I, you know, <laughs> I don't I, know what I'm talking about. I could You're see why you really guys liked right her. <laughs> me? We're gonna yeah. make oh, him sing <laughs> Um, I could see why you liked her, but she just wasn't my favorite. Oh my god! Like, I yeah, feel I, like she was I, too Leanne Rhymes ish, mm-hmm. and like she tried to mix. A little bit of like some other country artists in there, which I get it. Like you take a piece of everyone and then totally. you make yourself. But 
I just wasn't feeling it. She's a little too generic. Yeah, I, I, I can sounding agree with wise. that. Yes, sounding, sounding wise. wise. Yeah, yeah. And, and even look wise, I will agree with that. Like, I she looks like every other country artist. I, mm. I agree with that. I just think that like it worked for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I think that it was cool that she chose Miley instead of Blake. I think that's what worked. The fact that if she, she chose, chose Miley. Blake, she would have been every other country girl yes. on the show. But I kind of like that she did that, which makes me hope that Miley will like have her sing some like soul kind of music yeah. or something a little bit different like maybe like a Jolene or yeah. something I want to hear her sing soul yeah, yeah. because the one thing I'm scared about is that she's going to be a one trick pony yeah but I feel like she's she has it in her pony. no because you know some well, people can do that well I think if she that. was on team Blake she probably would have been yeah. which yes. is why I'm excited that she chose that. Um, yeah. and you know My what name. I think it's a smart choice because I always say like the person who chooses the obscure team like there was someone on it, was, it wasn't the winner of last season Chris Blue maybe it was I can't remember, but like someone that was like definitely an R and B soul singer. Oh, oh, it was Paxton. I actually had him on a couple seasons ago. Paxton Ingram was uh, like an R and B like pop soul. He chose Team Blake and he chose it strategically because he was like, I know that I'm gonna be the only one like me on Blake's team. Oh, wow. Whereas like when you get to the battles and you get to the knockouts, like they start putting you against people like you. Mm-hmm. And if Blake has a team full of country singers, they're only gonna be one. So he chose Blake's team because he's like, I know that it's gonna be like setting me apart. Right. Mm-hmm. And he made it to like the final few in that competition because. That was a strategic choice on his end as an artist. Like, it's hard to obviously turn down, like, ten of your favorite coaches. But he had, like, Pharrell Williams there, who was, like, one of his favorites. And he chose Blake because he was, like, trying to make a smart career move. And so I think it's impressive when you see these young artists, what, 21-year-old girl, Mm -hmm. make... A choice that probably wasn't easy for her because I bet you she yeah. loves Blake Shelton. Yeah. But she chose Miley because I feel like she realizes that Miley will do more with her. Mm-hmm. And then you'll last longer. And even if you don't yeah. win, you're getting millions of views every single episode. This platform you're going to build career. your career. You're going to get a record label somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Someone's yep. going to give Miley a call and be like, I want her. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. They're mm-hmm. all. I mean, the reality is, is like the sep- second you step foot on that stage, your life has That's changed. It, yeah. Like these people are like trending on YouTube. Oh yeah, you know yeah. all over the Instagram. They're, they're all getting Claire's fa- going to be famous. Watch, it surely is. But yeah, they're all getting new followers and everything. So I and I also think like once you get to the live shows, like that's when they all really start building their brand and their mm-hmm. following, and they start to kind of curate an audience. Um, but um, out of the last, let's kind of start to talk about like all of these acts out of these ones that we spoke about tonight. Like maybe if there I missed one or two, also we can include them. Like who do you see? going maybe top 10 so far because it's kind of hard to say like winner I don't like to do that right off the bat but like out of these acts from tonight and and last night including ones we maybe didn't touch on yet uh who do you see going going all the way Dylan and Brooke all the way yeah I have to agree there with Brooke she kind of made me tear last Brooke night. Simpson. Was, Brooke Simpson. Mm-hmm. She, she sang Stone Cold. She ended up yeah. choosing Team Miley as well. Yeah, good. that girl, she made me tear up last night. I was in my couch and I was just like, oh my gosh, her voice is just so great. And the tone and her I, her story as well. I mean, I was hooked on her story. Yeah, that'll do it. But yeah, but I feel I feel like she's going to definitely make it to like the top ten. For she's, sure. she's one person... Weirdly enough, that I didn't watch and I just listened to, and she was about her notes. Like we said mm-hmm. before, translating your feelings into your vocals, mm-hmm. she did that like to the T. Yeah, and it was just so natural. I think if we're talking about just the voice, I for sure think Brooke's gonna make it top ten. Um, but secretly, I want um, Luke, aka Frazier. Frazier, oh. Frazier. Like you gotta love him. Too. I feel like he's the <laughs> underdog. I feel like he's like the unassuming guy that maybe in life doesn't feel like 
he's been throwing a bone. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to throw him a bone. I just want, like, the voice to throw him a bone. So even if he doesn't win the voice, because mm-hmm. I don't see him being, like, the ultimate, like, winner, mm-hmm. I still want him to make it far because he just... It'll help him with his self-confidence. And oh, yeah, I know it's yeah, not yeah. about the story, but it is. Like, and he didn't really talk in detail about his story. I can just read it on him. He's like, yeah. mm-hmm. the I look, I can imagine, like, he's not here for the fame. He's not here strategically picking X, Y, Z. You know, we talked about, um, mm-hmm. why am I blanking on her name? The girl we were just talking about for... Ashland? Yeah. We are just talking about her and how she, like, fits the look. And yeah. she picked Miley and it was a smart move. It's like, he's just the guy that just comes on the show has the voice that no one thought he would have. Yeah. And I just want him to get far. I totally agree, and I think that he's, like, exactly a testament to what this show's about. Like, one mm-hmm. of the past winners, Sundance Head, who actually reminded me a little bit of Red Marlowe from tonight's episode. Um, Sundance was exactly that. Like, he did kind of a country twangy kind of music, but, like, was, like, this little small-town guy, like, had this long beard, like, totally did not look like what you would imagine, like, a celebrity to look like, and didn't change who he was the whole time through the show, and then ended up winning, you know? So someone like that, that really is just a talent and has a voice, is what I want to see on the show. I agree. And I I think we're going to see it. Yeah, so I think that he actually, Frazier is a great example of that. (laughs) He he doesn't meet societal standards. Yeah, but I think think that's what the point of the show. really unfortunate. Like, he's, I feel like, and I could be wrong, it, it doesn't mean that just because he doesn't fit the look, but I feel like he's there because of his talent. Like, he genuinely is there to sing. Yeah. He's not there, like, I guarantee he doesn't have, like, a crazy Instagram handle or a crazy Twitter handle. He's not there trying to get famous or Insta-famous. He's just there because he's, like, that, like I said, that unassuming guy. And, and it makes me want him to win. But you like, know what? Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I feel like a lot of the contestants, though, are like that way. You know, you kind of just, they don't want it for the fame. I mean, you can kind of tell who does. Like, I kind of low-key feel like Odysseus kind of wanted a little bit for the fame. Mm-hmm. Just because he was just so out there with his... With the way he gave me like tire, Prince vibes a little the, bit, a Michael Jackson yeah. vibes. So I feel like that is more characterized to want to grab attention. But I feel like a lot of these contestants from last night and tonight, we really got to see more about them and not so much about them wanting to be a celebrity. Speaking of people with talent that are unique and maybe a little bit different in a good way, I have to mention ABC's new drama, The Good Doctor. Support for this podcast comes from ABC, presenting their new drama, The Good Doctor, from David Shore, the creator of House, which I don't know if you guys watched that show, but it is very good. This show's about a young doctor with autism, and he's like a savant, and he has, you know, using this extraordinary skill and genius to save lives, and, you know, despite the challenges and skepticism from his colleagues, it is one of the fall's most anticipated new shows, and I've heard really, really good things about it. It's starring Freddie Highmore, and I heard that this guy just, like, delivers. So, excited to see that, and Richard Schiff is in it. It's called The Good Doctor. It premieres tonight with new episodes Mondays at 10, 9 central on ABC. I can't wait to watch it. I know. I actually heard that it was one of the better fall pilots. It was, like, on a bunch of the, like, Watch Now pilots, because I've seen a couple, like, Watch Now later or never. Like, this one was, like, Watch It Now, so. And it's going to touch a lot on an important topic. My cousin has a son that's autistic and a lot of people don't know how difficult it is Mm -hmm. to be raised autistic and like what kind of goes to their brain so I'm excited for this show because I feel like it's going to kind of maybe not in detail because it's not specifically just about it being autistic but kind of raise awareness on the topic and have people be more knowledgeable so and I'm going to be watching that when I leave. It's, it's, it's totally yeah. possible, too, because people don't realize they're not given uh, autism isn't given enough credit to just show the intelligence behind that. Yeah. They can remember things that I couldn't even dream of imagining like, or remembering. Totally. They can read a whole book and cite the whole thing for word for word. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. So 
check it out if you're done watching The Voice. Um, important shows to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Definitely. good shows that start conversations about things. Like as The Voice does, you know, with someone like I personally think that Chris Weaver is going far um, in the show, and I think that he also sparks a lot of really good conversations. Mm-hmm. That like definitely, maybe, I love a show where you could be sitting around with your family or friends watching it, and after you guys can have like a legitimate conversation about something that's important that maybe you wouldn't have thought about or talked about with that group otherwise. And whether or not you're watching with friends or, like, coming and chatting with us about it, regardless, like, that's enough of a reason where I think he will go far aside from just his talent, and I think Ashlyn's going far because... (sighs) She good. Yeah. I hope Chris goes far. I feel like with Chris, he's kind of putting himself out there to get a lot of criticism. And I feel like, you know, he's talking about his life and mm-hmm. showing like the the walking kind of contradiction he is. And I love that. And I love that it's gonna expand people's minds and it's probably gonna get a lot of people saying things that aren't nice either, but that's how it starts, is like just opening conversation. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a hot topic. Yeah. You know that's what I, a hot topic. You know what I really like as well, and it's a point that um, right now it just came to mind right now that Danny was talking was that these people are like so many different ages like their ages range from I don't know I think it was like 17 all the way to like 48 Mm -hmm. so to me it's like these people have careers they have to go to school they're doing all these bunch of different stuff yet they go back to what their passion is which is singing but that's what following your dreams means yeah and so I feel like that's such a great example to like families and children and like older people to watch for them to just be like well I'm 38 or I'm 24 whatever the age might be and be like well I can't pursue my dreams because of my age Mm -mm. so I feel like this is such a great example of being like, no, 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 you should do it regardless of your age or regardless of your circumstances. Age is just a number. Yeah. yeah. Except if you don't know how to sing, then just forgive it. Yeah. Like, give, give it up. Just Un- unlike, unlike Claire, that's like four years old and she yeah. Claire, yeah. she's like, <laughs> Claire is set for life. Yeah. I, I sometimes wish that they had like younger talent allowed on The Voice because we were just talking about how they have it on America's Got Talent and like, you know, I think that someone like Angelica Hale from America's Got Talent could hold her own. Her voice was crazy good. And so, like, part of me is like, you know, I know Quiz was the youngest contestant ever last season and he was 13, but, like, why not have a 10-year-old? If they could keep up, then all power to them. What's the age restriction? I honestly don't know with the voice. I, I mean, I know Quiz is the youngest ever, and that was last season he was 13. They had, like, a, a, they've had a ton of 15-year-olds. Like, mm-hmm. I know American Idol, like, it was very strict, like, 16 was the cutoff yeah. for it. But, like, I know the voice is more flexible. So, I know in other countries, like, in Mexico, they have the voice kids, which, yeah. like, La Voz Kids. It's a great show. I listen to yeah. all of them on YouTube <laughs> because we don't have that. And, like, maybe we should yeah. have, like, a Just Kids singing show, or we should let them on the big kids one. Well, they tried they that, but it didn't work out with American Idol Junior. I know. Not that. The like voice is better seasons. than American Idol. It's totally different. Just yeah. restructure. It needs to be restructured. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, maybe, because the voice, not that it's, like, tired, but, like, we're on season 13. We do two seasons a year of this show. Maybe it's time to, like, integrate something like that into it. Like, I agree. let kids on. Because I think AGT was almost saturated with young vocal talent this year. You had, like, Evie Claire. You had her. You had, you know, someone like Chase. And then you, even the season before, you had Grace Vanderwall winning. Like, all these kids are here, and they're, like, here for it, and they yeah. want to sing, and they're good enough to do it. So maybe it would be cool if The Voice could incorporate that. I don't know. But you can see there's a part of the judges, like, especially Simon, like, when the younger kids, it, like, comes to, like, voting. Like, Simon doesn't even, like, look. He doesn't. And he's such a hard, you know, what? Yeah, yeah, he's hard. And and I respect that about him. But I can see when a kid, because, you know, he has a kid now, comes up, he's, like, heartbreaking. Like, he can't even look straight. And especially when they had the top two on America's Got Talent, 
Both of the girls were crying. Crying. My heart was, I was breaking. Crying. Yeah. I know, oh. and that's and that's it's, it's it's tough with the kids, and that's I think maybe where the voice separates. But like, I still get sad if a fifteen or thirteen year old gets off in the same way. You know, like I don't know. I mean, but they're crying too. Both of those girls had more talent than every single person that got eliminated. So Which I is, think it's yeah. a fair chance to yeah. let them compete. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it'd be interesting to see because I think AGT is supposed to be like a really wide range of like a talent show, but it ends up being so many young singers because they don't really have anywhere else to go. Right. True. You know, true. like there really isn't a platform for that. Like it's the only show that really lets them show their talent. Mm-hmm. So maybe if The Voice let them do that, they would uh, they would come on The Voice. The Voice needs like, to take notes. Yeah, Dennis. we're pitching they need a all podcast. these ideas. They need children. <laughs> you know what? They need show. Yeah. <laughs> we're actually copywriting all these ideas. <laughs> I never mind. I take them back. They're all ours. Um, anyway, that is kind of all we have for this week. Like I said, we're going to be kind of like summarizing all the blind auditions as we go. There's so many acts. So many great artists. It's just too much to talk about every single one of them, but we've talked about a lot of them tonight. We really have. We got into the thick of it. Um, If people want to continue the conversation with you on social media, where can they find you to chat? Um, You can tweet me directly at Russell Ray Silva or on Instagram and Facebook. It's all the same. Let me know what you want me to talk about next week. I will hit it up. Yeah, we will. Mm -hmm. Let me know your favorites as well. My name is Maitha Creo. You can find me on all social media platforms at Maitha Creo underscore. And I'm Lena Noor. You can find me all over the net. Ugh. Where can you find me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can find me all over the internet at Lena Nori and definitely tweet me your thoughts. Frasier all the way. Hashtag <laughs> Tim Frasier. Yeah, and make sure you tweet comment Frasier. below if you have other thoughts. My name is Danny Golub. You can find me everywhere at Danny Golub. Thank y'all for tuning in. We will see you again next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.